0: Good morning, Lyft Church. It is so good to be back with you this Sunday morning. And most importantly, Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. We are so thankful for what you do for your family's lives and for all of us. To my mom, I hope you're watching. I love you so much. I'm so thankful for all that you've done for me and all that you've taught me my entire life, even up to today. Thank you. Whether or not you're a mother, we are still so glad that you've joined us here on this wonderful Mother's Day Sunday. And in fact, we are so blessed that we still have a chance to connect with each other, even if we're online and can't see each other face to face this morning. But one of the best ways that we have to connect with each other is by filling out our online connect register, which can be found at liftchurch.info. Go ahead, fill that out at some point today. Let us know that you are here. But more importantly, at the bottom of that online connect register, there's a chance for you to put in your prayer requests. We would love to pray for you. Whatever you have heavy on your heart that you need lifted up in prayer, we want to join you in doing that. So please take a few minutes, fill out that online connect register, fill out that prayer request as we continue on in our worship this morning. Also at liftchurch.info is a chance to give online. As we continue to try to best bring the gospel to our community, to our state, and to our world, we want to join you in having us partner together as we do our best to make Jesus known everywhere that we possibly can. Your gifts are just a small part of what God has given all of us, but we know that God can do so much more with it than we ever could imagine. In a few minutes, we're going to be hearing God's word preached, so go ahead, grab your Bible, but first I'm going to pray for us and our time together this morning. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful we get the chance to just gather together, even though we may all be sitting on our own couches with laptops in our laps. Lord, we know that you are the one that is knitting us together in this time. We just pray that you bless our worship together, that you bless our study of your word together, and most importantly, that we can find ways to continue to praise and glorify your name, even when we aren't all together this morning in person. Lord, we love you so much. We're so thankful for what you're doing in our lives, and we cannot wait to see what glory and praise we can give you as a result of this morning. It's in your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Live Church, it's so good to see you. It's so good to worship with you. We're going to jump right into a worship set right after this.
1: have uh, a
2: Lord. God, give us the faith to see you. Give us the faith to hear your voice, Lord. You are King of Kings. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
3: Happy Mother's Day, lift. Church, I mean, come on, so much respect and love for all of you moms out there. I mean, this has to be like one of the best Mother's Day's ever, as you're hopefully your husband is like making pancakes or bacon for you or something. Your kids are like, I'm sure, incredibly well behaved. I mean, Lift Church, we have a ton of young families, part of our church, and I'm sure that they are just resting and settling in for you to have this incredible morning. Of peace. But anyway, hey, happy Mother's Day. Truly, uh, truly no moms, man. Full respect and full love for you. And one of the reasons, honestly, why I just I just love moms is I see this time and time again is that moms like have this knack to save the day. I mean, I mean you know what I mean? Like they, they just have this knack to save the day. And not only just with the words they say, but with actions. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know, uh, you know that, that I would do something wrong when I was a kid. I know it's hard to think that way, but I, I would do, I'd make a mistake, I'd do something wrong. And it was kind of one of those moments of like, wait till dad comes home. And, uh, and then my mom would say these comforting words to my dad, make this fabulous meal. And my dad would like, forget it. My dad would like not remember what I had done. Like moms, save the day. How many times I forgot Uh, You know basketball shoes, or or forgot you know homework, or whatever. I forgot something, and my mom would save the day. How many times, uh, my, how many times in my life as I think about my own mom, that uh, I would like lose a basketball game or or lose a baseball game, and I I just really wouldn't play very well. And uh, my dad had like this knack about him. He was a coach, and so he would just like speak truth, and and he would just be like, "Man, son, you did not play well." And uh, and my mom though man she just she would just save the day, she would save the day with those comforting words of like man I still love you and you know and she was like my biggest fan and I see this in my wife I see this with Michelle she saves the day all the time uh, with our kids and just so thankful uh, for all of you moms out there so thankful uh, for those moments where you know the exact prom dress to pick out you know how to paint the nails you know how to. Brush the hair, you know the comforting words to say. You know those moments, right, when your kid just needs a hug. So thankful. And I hope and having your great Mother's Day. Well, hey, we are continuing our sermon series uh, called Having, uh, <clears throat> that you may believe having the moment. So turn in your Bibles to John chapter 20, starting at verse 30. We're continuing that sermon series this morning. The title of our message is having the moment of life. This morning, there is a decision, there is a choice, there's an opportunity before you to have life, abundant life. And, I, and I'm telling you, this is for those of you who are who are watching for the first time, and you're trying to seek Jesus out, and you're, you're trying to discover who he is, you're, you're gonna have an opportunity to receive him, but man, if you've been following Jesus for a long period of time, maybe you've been distracted over the last couple of years. Maybe, maybe you've gone through a, a tough time. Maybe you're like processing life right now, and you're fe- and you're feeling kind of like, yeah, not so much life today, not so much joy. Maybe honestly, the coronavirus has just really hit your home, hit your family. Uh, maybe you're one of those incredible like first, like you're on the front lines and, and you've had to be separated from your family and you're like, yeah, not so much life right now. The, the, the beautiful thing that Jesus provides every follower of Jesus is this, this joy in the midst of the struggle that, that we have the opportunity to embrace life Because we know what's ahead. And so this morning, let's let's dive in. John chapter 20, starting at verse 30. Let's read this. Uh, Let's read this together. Read this in your homes. Read this to your kids. John chapter 20, uh, verse 30 says this. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. So I just want you to think about this word, more. There's more. There's more to what Jesus has done. There's more than that was written in this book. There's more miracles. There's, there's more healings. There's more moments of love. There's, there's more moments with, with people where, where they were discouraged and he left them encouraged. There's more, more moments that are even written down. But look back in the text. But these are written. This letter that John wrote inspired By the Holy Spirit. Like, God wrote these down. And and, and God is saying, these are written down so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. That's what we're headed to this morning. That's where we're going is that Jesus not only taught in the synagogues and in the fields and on a boat, Jesus not only stated the words and had this authority and power to his preaching and teaching like no one else on this earth, Jesus not only taught, And Jesus not only loved extravagantly, one of my favorite parts of Scripture is in Mark chapter 10, and Jesus encounters this rich, young ruler, this rich, young, wealthy guy. He's got it made. And this, this young guy comes to him and says, how do I receive eternal life? And one of the parts I love is in Mark chapter 10, verse 21. It says in the text, Jesus looks at him and loves him. Like He loves extravagantly. Jesus not only taught with authority, Jesus not only loved extravagantly, but Jesus lived his life in such a way that it was unique, that no other person who has walked this life, no other religious leader, no other person that other people say to follow, no one else has lived like Jesus and performed the things That Jesus did. So let's get back in. Let's take John chapter 20, verse 30 to 31. Let's focus on these words that John wrote these things down so that we may believe. God wrote these things down so that we may believe. Let's look at what those things are. Let's look at those actions. Let's look at what he has done. And by doing that, what I want you to do is turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, starting at verse 1, where there was a man named John, John the Baptist, who was asking this question, Jesus, are you the one? And, and why should I believe that you're the one? I mean, so many people are asking that today. Like, I mean, if you're, and if you may be asking that question, you, you may be asking the question right now, like, is Jesus the one? I can't tell you how many people I interact with on a weekly basis that are wondering, is Jesus the one? Like, why should we believe? And John, this guy named John the Baptist, is asking this question. Look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 1. This is what Matthew writes. He says, When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John, this is John the Baptist. We'll we'll define him a little bit. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? So so just imagine this. John the Baptist is asking the question, are you the one who was to come? What John is referring to is, are you the one that the nation of Israel is looking for? Are you the one who we've been promised to come and is to be delivered for the nation of Israel, to to save us. Are you the Messiah? Are you the the one who was to save? Are you the one that Micah chapter 5, starting in verse uh, 2, Micah chapter 5 verse 2 says this, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, "...from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth." then the rest of his brothers shall return to the to the people of Israel and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and they shall dwell secure for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth and he shall be their peace i mean john the baptist is saying are you that guy Jesus, are you the one that the Micah talks about? That, that it's the shepherd and the shepherd's people that you'll 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 be great to the ends of the earth, and there will be, you'll, you'll be our peace. Are you that guy? Are you the guy in Isaiah chapter fifty-three, starting at verse five, that Isaiah prophesied this? But he was pierced for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us. Peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shares is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Are you that one? Are you the one the prophets talk about? There's over 300 other references to Jesus in the Old Testament in which Jesus fulfilled. And John the Baptist is saying, are you that guy? And look at, look at verse 2 in Matthew chapter 11. I mean, if you look at verse 2, it's, it's so powerful because he says, um, look at the deeds Right? Look at the deeds. Verse 2, Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ. So John is saying, Are your actions, are, are you the one? Now, now here's what, here's what's so intriguing to me about John the Baptist asking this question. Is that John is the one. I mean, John is the one who is to prepare the way for Jesus. John is the one who baptized Jesus. I mean, John is the one who, that when after he baptized Jesus. Imagine this. He baptizes Jesus. The heavens open up, and the, and the Lord speaks. Like, God speaks. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. This is the same guy. And now he's saying, wait, are you the one, Jesus. Like, what is up with that? And and why? Like, I I just think, like, why is John asking that question? Except if we look at the text, he's in prison. And John knows his life is on the line. John knows that he is about to face death. So, So in this moment of uncertainty, in this moment where John is now behind bars, most likely, right John is now living this life that he certainly did not expect to live. It brings him to this place of doubt. It brings him to this place to say to his to say to his own followers, "Can you can you go see Jesus? Can you go ask Jesus, are you the one?" And, and I don't I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm honestly so encouraged by that. Because I, I don't know about you, there are moments in my life as a follower of Jesus, and I've followed Jesus probably for over 30 years now, and yet there are still moments that I face that I'm going, like, Jesus, are you the one? <laughs> you know, like, and I, and I think for me, it, it just gets personal because it's like, Jesus, I know you love people, but do you love me? Jesus, I know you care for people, but do you care for me? Jesus, I know you're for people, but are you for me? Like, Jesus, I know you're with people, but are you with me, right? I mean, like, there's, this, there's these moments, right, that come into our life where we're asking this question, Jesus, are you the one? In the midst of the coronavirus, are you the one? Are you the way and the truth and the life? I mean, high schoolers, you know you enter those moments. You know in the midst of the chaos of your life and the distractions of relationships and all the Instagramming and all the Facebook, you don't have to do Facebook, all the Instagramming and all the other social media stuff that you guys do, like, dude, do you guys have time to like step back? Say, Jesus, are you the one? And how do we know? Is it just by your teaching? Is it just by the way you love people? It's more. It's by what he did why you can put your faith in Jesus and not is not only because of how he taught or the words that he preached not only by the way that he loved so extravagantly but by the way that he lived his life so look at verse 4 cuz once again let's look at these deeds let's look at what Jesus did cuz when we believe in Jesus right John chapter 20 verse 31 says we'll have life so let's see what Jesus Christ, let's see what Jesus did. Look at verse 4 of chapter 11. And Jesus answered them. So once again, John's in prison. John sends his disciples, John sends his followers to Jesus to ask him, are you the one? And Jesus says this, and Jesus answered them. Jesus answered the followers of John. Go and tell John what you hear and what you see. This is so significant because if you look At Luke chapter 7, starting at verse 18, but if you look specifically at Luke chapter 7, verse 21, it says, At that very time, so at the very time that the followers of John came to ask Jesus the question, at that time, at that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers. So, so, so what we know is that in this moment, the followers of John ask Jesus this question and Jesus begins to perform these miracles. So people, once again, it's not only that, that, that the followers of John are hearing Jesus say it, they're seeing Jesus do it. What does Jesus do? Let me give you six reasons to believe in Jesus Christ. Let me give you six reasons to believe in what Jesus Christ is has done. Number one, the blind receive sight. Let's just look at the word. Matthew chapter 11, verse 4. And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight, and then lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus right here gives us six reasons to believe. He says this, the blind receive sight. Go tell John. Go tell John about the man who was born blind. Go go tell John about, about this guy that lived his life in complete darkness and I saw him and I spit on the ground and I made some mud from the saliva and I put it on his eyes and I told him to go to the pool of Shalom and to wash himself. And as he washed himself, as he opened up his eyes, he could see for the first time Go, go tell John about that. Go tell John about that guy that when the Pharisees asked him, how are you now seeing? Who in the world cured you? Who in the world healed you from your blindness? And that blind man said in John chapter 9, verse 20, 25, he said, whether he, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Go tell John the Baptist. The blind are seeing this is our Jesus. This is the Jesus, man, that we get to follow. Six reasons to believe. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Hey, go, go tell John. Hey, followers of Jesus. Hey, church. Go tell those who are struggling in this life. Go tell those who are in, in the midst of doubt. Go, go tell them about Mark chapter 2. Go, go tell them about how Jesus heals those who are paralyzed. That, that the lame walk. Go, go tell them about, about what, what Jesus did when, when the four friends carved a hole in a roof, let, let down their paralytic friend, this guy who had never walked. Go tell them that, <clears throat> that I healed him. But before I heal them, go, go tell them. Go tell them that I said to this person. That Jesus said to this person, I forgive your sins. And to prove that Jesus had the authority to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic in Mark chapter 2, verse 10, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. The blind see, and the lame walk. And Jesus is saying to these disciples, go tell John about that. There's reasons to believe. Here's the third reason those who have leprosy are cured. I mean if you look at Mark chapter 1 verse 40 to 45 like you see it that Jesus healed those who had leprosy. Go tell them about that. Go tell them not only that the leprosy those who have leprosy are cured, but go tell them that the deaf here. I mean I mean just imagine Jesus saying this to the disciples, right? Like just imagine Jesus saying, "Go tell John about the guy that, that was by the Sea of Galilee. And, and then I put my fingers into the man's ears and I, and I and I and I and I spit and I touched the man's tongue and I looked to heaven and I said, Be opened. And right at that time the man's ears were opened. Go tell John the Baptist about me. Go tell John the Baptist about Jesus and what he's doing. Go tell Jan- John the Baptist about the deeds. Six reasons to believe. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. I mean, I, I would have loved to have been here when Jesus said this. I would have loved if, to hear, to see and to, to hear Jesus tell the story about this just beautiful little girl who passed away. And this Daddy. His dad came to Jesus and said my daughter is sick will you heal her and, and on their way to this person's house they heard news that the daughter had died can you imagine that moment for this dad your daughter's dead but Jesus is believe believe and and do not doubt and they They got into the home together, and Jesus went up into her room, and Jesus breathed life into her. The dead are raised. Go tell John about that. There's reasons to believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Son of God, and not only those five reasons, but here's the final reasons. The good news is preached to the poor, and this is what that means, it's open for all people. You don't have to be at a wealth status. You don't have to have a job. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have any of these things. The poor, are, the good news is preach the poor is for all people. Jesus is for all of us. Go tell John about that. Go tell John that there is no one too far gone that cannot believe and receive eternal life. And church, church, there are reasons to believe. We see these six reasons right here. And I don't know where you're at in this life. I don't know what you're struggling with. What I know is that all of us come to this place of brokenness. All of us come to this place of poverty. All of us come to this place where we don't know what in the world to do with this life. John chapter 20, verse 31. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? And people, listen, this is what's so beautiful about Jesus. We believe, I believe, not only because of the what he taught, not only because of the way that he extravagantly loved, but because of what he has done, the way that he healed, that the blind received sight, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the poor are preached the good news. But there is more. I believe because... When I was his enemy, he loved me anyway, and he went to that cross. He died for me, and he died for you, and on that cross, he shed his blood so that we could have forgiveness of sin. There's no way that there is forgiveness without blood being shed, and Jesus Christ took our place. And he shed his blood for you and for me so that in our brokenness, in our poverty, we could be forgiven. We could be given freedom. We could be given life, true and abundant life. But it did not stop there. I believe in Jesus. is because three days later, he rose from that grave and he proved himself he proved himself he revealed himself we talked about this last week just in the previous text he appeared before the disciples he appeared before thomas he said thomas put your hands here put your hand on my side like i am the risen savior we see in the book of acts he revealed himself he appeared before over over 500 people he appeared before he appeared before He rose from the grave. He defeated death. And it's why we know that when he says, you will have life, we'll have it. Today, it's your moment. It's the moment of life. Will you choose Jesus? And I'm telling you, church, This isn't only for those. It's not only for those who are trying to uncover and discover who Jesus is, but it's for you and I to live in that abundance of life that he has given to us. I remember when my first child was born I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been able to experience that yourselves, but I, all I remember is that Michelle and I, man, we were a mess. You know, I mean, it was like our first baby. We had no idea what to expect. We had no idea what to do. All I remember is waking up like in the, at midnight. I remember walking around our neighborhood, because they said, if you walk, then it helps with delivery and all this kind of stuff. And. I remember walking through the neighborhood and like then Michelle would hit these contractions and we were like, man, is it time? Is it time? You know, and we were so anxious, so excited and yet so full of fear. And then we finally got to the hospital and the process really begins and the doctor comes in and says, sure enough, man, you're, you're, you're going to have this baby. And, uh, I remember once again, just that moment, right? This moment of life, this moment of fear, this moment of what's going to happen. And, and then there were some complications. And um, I remember the doctor pulling us in and saying, hey, things aren't going, you know, as well as we had hoped. And then I remember the doctor pulling me aside. I mean, I'll just never forget the moment. And he said, uh, "He said, you know, he said, we're at this moment. And he said, you know, your wife's going through this and there's some complications. And, and he said, uh, you know, what, 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 do you, what do you think? What do you want me to do? And, and I just looked at him and I said, man, I just want my wife to live and I I want life for my baby I just want life and uh sure enough in the midst of the complications you know God gave wisdom God just stepped in and um man I just praise God that there was life that day that my wife made it through that my daughter made it through you know, sometimes, sometimes life on this side doesn't always go that way. On Mother's Day for me, I always think back to my own mom. And she passed away 19 years ago. But let me tell you something. This verse, this passage, the life that Jesus brings is eternal life. Life does not, life that does not stop here on this earth life that continues and he offers it to you and he offers it to me that's how great our jesus is and i want to encourage you this morning whether it's using you know the, the the chat line that we have online right now maybe it's in your home maybe you just want to like raise your hand maybe you just want to fall to your knees but i want i want like let's enter into a time of response a time where we respond and And believe and and put our faith in jesus once again maybe this is for the first time for you for that for some of you this is me the first time for some of you it's just it's just that moment in life where it's time to do it again can we do that together let's let's do that acknowledge let let the elders at lift church know that you're responding in faith and and trusting in what jesus christ has done let me let me pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for this message. We thank you for the, what you have spoken to us, not only in the way that you've loved and in the way that you taught, but in what you did, that you are the Messiah. You are the way and the truth and the life. And when we believe in you, you give us life. Lord God, we thank you, we praise you. And Lord, I just pray right now that, that you will just forgive me, that you will forgive those those mistakes that you will forgive the sin that I've committed, those transgressions, Lord God, you died for those. And so, Lord God, I just, I just ask you to forgive me. And, and I ask you, Lord, that, Lord, I just rec- I believe you, I, I put my faith in you, that you are the one, that you are Jesus, that you are the Savior of this world. And Lord God, help me to live the rest of my life with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening in. Uh, and always remember you are.
2: to see things like